Hello, friends. This is Cliff Knight from Equippers International. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. We want to lift up Jesus and provide a place for you to learn more about Him and to grow in your relationship with Him. If you find the podcast helpful, feel free to share it with others. We believe it will be a source of blessing and encouragement, and you will be strengthened in your relationship with Jesus. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Equippers International Podcast. We're in the book of Romans, and we're in chapter 1. We've worked our way through some of the most important introductory comments of Paul in this letter. And in the last episode, we started in verse 18, and we started into what I explained was one of the first major sections of the book where Paul is going to be talking about the process in which God's righteousness is revealed through the good news, the gospel of Jesus Christ. So in this episode, we're going to continue on in this passage that we started in verse 18. I'm going to go back to verse 18 and read the entire section. Section down to verse 23 for this episode, and then I'll make some comments. For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who suppress the truth in unrighteousness, because that which is known about God is evident within them, for God made it evident to them. For since the creation of the world, his invisible attributes, his eternal power and divine nature have been clearly seen, being understood through what has been made, so that they are without excuse. For even though they knew God, they did not honor him as God or give thanks, but they became futile in their speculations, and their foolish heart was darkened. Professing to be wise, they became fools." and exchanged the glory of the incorruptible God for an image in the form of corruptible man and of birds and in four-footed animals and crawling creatures. Now, in this passage, Paul is explaining the condition of fallen man. He started out by saying in verse 18, and we looked at it in the previous episode in detail, about the wrath of God being revealed from heaven against all the ungodliness and unrighteousness of men. Then he goes on to say that humans suppress the truth in their unrighteousness because that which is known about God is evident. And he says God made it evident. And then he appeals on a very basic level of the created order. And he says that through creation, God's existence as the creator of all that we see is made evident to human mankind. Now, some have argued that this passage is promoting what's called general grace and maybe that man can come into relationship with God personally based on just observing what's in creation and acknowledging that God is the creator and that's enough. Well, I think in this passage, this is not a passage about salvation. I think like all the time when we study the Bible, we should go to the rest of the scripture and kind of bring together a fuller picture of what the scriptures teach about a certain topic. And when it comes to salvation, there's plenty of scriptures that specifically talk about what it means to come into relationship with God and to access this salvation that's available through the gospel. And that's going to be specifically covered in the book of Romans as we get deeper into the book. So what Paul is doing here is he basically is saying that the condition of man is such that he is really without excuse for a knowledge of God, to understand that there is a God, and that based on what he sees in the incredible attributes of creation— 
then God is revealing to him that, in essence, he is really small, he's part of the creation, and that he needs to acknowledge that there is a greater being, the one who actually created everything that he sees. So it's a perspective for Paul that says, man is without excuse because God has set him in an environment where it's very evident that God is the creator of all things. Now, whether a person chooses to believe and take a step further and acknowledge that God is the creator of all things, most all people, when pressed, will generally say they believe that this created order just didn't happen by chance. And so Paul's just appealing on the natural level of what man can see around him in the creation. And he says, this is making evident the attributes and the eternal power of God to man. But he goes on to say in verse 21, even with this general knowledge of God that's made evident through creation, man does not honor God or give him thanks, and they become futile in their speculations, and their foolish heart is darkened. So Paul's saying that even though man can access a general knowledge of God by just looking around him at his wonderful creation, he then doesn't honor God. He doesn't give him thanks. And he begins to create these speculations. This is the same idea in 2 Corinthians where Paul talks about high and lofty thoughts. Man begins to think outside of himself. He begins to go to places in his thinking that are very, very outside of what would be a sober way of thinking in regards to himself compared to the Creator. And he says that man professes to be wise, but actually they become fools. And they exchange the glory of the incorruptible God for an image in the form of corruptible man. Now remember that earlier in some of these episodes, I've been talking about these two narratives that Paul's going to be moving in and out of. One on the level of natural Israel, on God's dealing with these people in a historical timeline and all the events and interactions with God that took place that were very significant as God was moving through time and space to bring about the ultimate expression of his grace through Jesus Christ. But on the other level, we talked about this universal level of God pursuing all of mankind for redemptive purposes. I talked about how those narratives will ebb and flow throughout the book of Romans. And this is a great example, this passage. Paul is commenting regarding man on a very universal level in these first few verses in this passage. Verses 18, 19, 20, 21, I believe, are very general comments about all of mankind. And then he says in verse 22, that professing to be wise, they became fools and they exchanged the glory of the incorruptible God for an image in the form of corruptible man. Well, this is without a doubt an allusion to the children of Israel in the wilderness at Mount Sinai when Moses was up on the mountain receiving the law from God and Aaron was down in the valley leading the people to create a molten image and they worshiped that image and God was very upset with the people because before he could even tell them in the law not to create an image after themselves, but only to worship him. They were already busy doing that down in the valley. So this is just a very poignant illustration in the natural history of Israel that again demonstrates really the condition of all men's heart universally. 
So Paul is drawing these two narratives together as he's going to throughout the next couple of chapters of Romans because Paul is setting out with a very specific intention, like I alluded to in the previous episodes. It's like a courtroom scene where Paul is arguing his case in order to show the complete guilt of mankind, not only the children of Israel, but all of mankind, the Gentiles as well. Because remember, Paul only sees two types of people in the natural realm. He sees Jews and he sees the rest of the world. And he's going to make a very strong case because you'll see later on in these chapters that the Jews would have a tendency to step up and say, well, we're actually better than the rest of the world because we have the law and we have the promises, we have the covenant. And Paul's going to argue against the Jews as well. And he's going to use their own scriptures to do that. Because remember, Paul is a Jew of Jews. He's a Pharisee of Pharisees. And he knows exactly what he's talking about when it comes to the law. And so Paul is setting out this argument very beautifully. And he's going to be making a case, a strong case, that he's going to conclude in the middle of chapter 3 when he finally says, all have fallen short of the glory of God. So Paul's moving through a pre presentation of this process. So like I alluded to in the previous episode as well, that we don't want to land in the middle of Paul's presentation and get stuck there. Now, are these truths still true? Does man still trade the glory of the incorruptible God for an image in the form of corruptible man? Absolutely. This happens every day. Paul is also laying out in this argument this condition first of man to show and illustrate how God breaks into this whole setting in order to reveal his righteousness. And we're going to look at that in more and more detail as we move into chapter 3. But these first two chapters are going to be full of Paul's presentation on proving that no one is without excuse and everyone stands condemned before God in his righteousness. And that's why it's so imperative that we listen to the demands of the gospel, that we understand this narrative on the natural level, on the universal level, because God is faithfully rescuing all of mankind for his glory and to restore them back in to their intended created condition. So be strong and courageous and love Jesus more. 